I try to avoid that swamp area if it hits nighttime. Like if it's nighttime, I need to go back to Shady Bell. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stay in San Denis. I'm going to go play poker all night. I'm not going back to Shady Bell yet. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't want to deal with these swamp people, dudes. But no, uh, I just picture as Arthur going into a bar, getting a couple of drinks, then walking back out, seeing the sun going down, and like, I can do a couple more drinks. Yep, yep. It's like, I'm not going back to Shadyville yet. <laughs> Fuck that. What's going on? Welcome into Lighthearted Gamers, episode uh, 59. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day today. Whatever day you're listening or perhaps watching this podcast or our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. If you could, please give us a like. We'd appreciate that. Subscribe to the channel. We'd appreciate that as well. Be a friend. Tell a friend, of course. Be a, be a nice guy or gal. Uh, joining with me, as always, I do have Zach here in the studio. Zach, how you feeling today, my friend? It's going good. Can't complain. Ready to go? Feeling uh, better now that that Animan Plus 50 is behind us? I mean, No. <laughs> I feel better. I mean, I feel like this. it should still be thrown in a dumpster. <laughs> you know, Josh said the same thing to me earlier, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not throwing that in the dumpster. I mean, him and me have different reasons why we want it in a dumpster. That's fair. I want it in a dumpster just because of what it is. Josh <laughs> wants it in a dumpster because of, well, what happened, so. <laughs> Josh is on another planet the entire episode but hey shout out to 50 episodes of animan plus if you guys listen to this show you know we just celebrated our 50th episode not long ago and uh, that's what we just finished wrapped up doing with animan plus that was the longest podcast episode we've ever done at sparky three that was a two-hour podcast episode it will be uploaded here soon uh we have a special guest our our friend diaz hopefully he can be more involved with some other casts in the future uh he was a great conversation a uh, great first cast for him. I, re- I really do feel he like that. He had the best one-liner in the entire oh freaking cast. He, not only the entire freaking cast, he probably had the best one-liner in Sparky 3 history. I mean, that was just 10 out of 10. I don't know. I feel like we have some other ones that are contender, but they're just straight one-liners probably. Yeah, uh, that's true. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, it was it was a 10 out of 10 one. Um, so for today's episode, you know, we had the Nintendo Direct. Finally, the Direct happened. Finally happened. Our September Direct that we've been expecting did take place uh, and it did include some of the things that we've also been anticipating like a Nintendo Switch online change uh, a couple of uh, game announcements there was one surprise announcement that was leaked beforehand involving a little pink guy uh, the reveal of a game that we have not seen in like four fucking years yeah. uh, so I mean it was overall solid direct uh, a hell of a fucking movie cast we're going to talk about that here in a little bit too um, but with that said, uh, let's go run through some quick plugs here. If you could go follow us at Twitter at LH Gamers Podcast, we'd appreciate that follow. You can stay up to date with everything going on in the gaming world. You can also go follow us at Animan Plus at Animan Podcast on Twitter. If you're into anime manga stuff, check out everything going on over there. And I do have my other my new uh, podcast that just started here recently, a terrible football show. It has some terrible opinions, some really bad takes. You know, I say it's got some bad takes. But I will say, Tyler's been on point with some predictions recently. That's what I got, because I went ahead and listened to episode three. I don't know anything about football. I really don't. But I'm always curious about our other productions, so I listen to it from time to time. And from what I got from you, is just, you're off in your own field, and then Tyler's <laughs> dead center, right on point, just 
getting every single thing. Yeah, no, he man, a couple of predictions he had is he predicted Georgia was going to beat Vandy by uh, 56, I think. I think they won 62 to 0. He predicted uh, Penn State was going to be like 38-21. It was 38-17. So that man's on it. You know, we but it is a bad show though. I mean, we know it and we embrace that. That's part of part of the charm. That I mean, is the logo is a trash can. It is a literal tra- uh, Hey, shout out to the Twitter banner too, where it's literally just drawn on like Microsoft Paint. All right? We're, we're low production over here. We're having a good time, though. Uh, if you want to support us for the Patreon, it's a great way to do so. But don't feel obligated. Just be a friend, tell a friend. We can call it good. With that said, hey, let's jump into the rumors, what we got going on for this week. Uh, not a whole lot in the mill this week, not in my opinion. It was kind of a lackluster week uh, uh, week for rumors. But I will say there was one rumor that I came across. It's like the initial title where it's like, okay, let's click on this and let's see what it's about, right? And uh, it was a Sonic-related one. I'm like, all right, let's see what this is about. It's just like it's like Sonic uh, 2022 details, whatever. You know, I'm reading through the stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, that could be legit. That could be legit. And then it gets down to other sonic projects in the works and as soon as it got down to that it just like it went from being like a possible legitimate like leak that someone was trying to put out there to just hard left field wish list because it had like it had like multiple remasters multiple it had a sonic 06 remake and i'm like oh, no God. and i was like no they're 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 not touching that one they're gonna leave that one behind He's one of the guys who goes to y'all's counseling every couple years yeah yeah no i as soon as i got done to that part i'm like okay yep that one just completely went left field so you see when i do look for these I try to find ones that could be legitimate and not something like that. That's the only reason I wanted to talk about that. Uh, so the first thing that we have up is apparently there's two brand new Minecraft games in the works. Uh, that is likely. I mean, let's be real. I mean, they've, they've come out with what dungeons and what was the other one that they came out with besides just the base game. I don't remember. As far as I was aware, it was dungeons. And then there was the Minecraft story mode which was the telltale. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so, you know, there's those two, and then there's, of course, just the base game. So if there is two more brand new, air quotes, uh, Minecraft games in the works, yeah, I mean, that would make sense. It's literally the highest grossing game of all time. Minecraft I think. with polygons. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so next little piece of rumor here, which this one, uh, this is not just like someone randomly throwing this out into the universe, you know, just trying to get some clicks. This actually comes from uh, a Nintendo insider, uh, Emily Rogers, uh, who's gotten a lot of stuff right in the past. Uh, she said that uh, she has heard some rumors recently that Nintendo could release Metroid Prime 1 remaster by itself and not in this fabled trilogy that we've heard about for, you know, three years so if that and it's set to come out sometime next year as well metroid prime one remaster on the switch i mean whatever metroid prime they do i'm picking it up because i love the metroid prime games but it that would just be kind of weird to me to only have the first one come over and leave the second and third one behind i mean maybe a test the waters thing because i mean we have dread right now coming out that people are hyped about then maybe retest the waters with a 3d that's true that's true retest the water see, see see the hype levels as we're getting maybe closer to a prime four reveal. We Which don't know. Yeah. It's not a bad thing when you consider like the whole crash bandicoot thing. Yeah. Cause yeah. we got the, Crash Insane Trilogy, which so phenomenally did a lot better than what anyone expected. And then they came and released four. And I mean, it didn't do terrible, but it didn't do nearly as the insane trilogy. So there was sort of a, yeah, there was a crash falling, but not entirely enough for a full new game. Right. Right. 
Uh, next thing we have here in the room mill, which this one seems to have been leaked. Uh, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis Edition was leaked. I believe it was on Best Buy, if I remember correctly. Um, it, you know, the, the leak detailed like 60 uh, FPS for series PC and PS5 ray tracing, new areas, enemies, cutscenes, And, uh, you know, the, the actual leak picture I saw, I believe, was a Best Buy page. Um, so, I mean, if that's going to happen, I, I did see in the leak that uh, it's going to be potentially revealed at that Tokyo Game Show, which, like, should be, like, like, it's not that far away now. Yeah, it should be like really soon. I don't remember when, but it's coming up soon. Uh, and talking about leaks here, we did get one leak that someone came across um, involving the Windows Store on PC. So there was a massive, 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 massive list of games that was leaked uh, that's set to be coming for the Windows Store. The way they found it is that like if they 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 went in somewhere into the Windows Store and they were able to find all these where it's like you know set to install or something and it's been taken down since. So that kind of gives some credibility to it. Uh, but to my understanding from what people are saying, the reason why this is probably going to happen with this amount of games is because apparently for the Windows Store, they have cut the profits uh, from 30% going to them to 12% going to them. So basically, oh, damn. Yeah, so the, de- the devs are making a shit ton more money. I mean, I don't doubt it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, the list of games we've got, it's like Borderlands 3, The Destroyer All Humans 2, Valhalla, uh, The Immortals, Phoenix Rising, Saints Row, Outcast 2, uh, Elden Ring, Tales of Arise, uh, Red Dead 2 was on there, uh, Hitman 3, Farming Simulator, John's favorite game, uh, let's see, Mortal Kombat 11, Far Cry 6, I mean, dude, it, it's literally a massive list of games, um, so, I mean, it wouldn't, so, and apparently it's going to be coming out around when Windows 11 drops, which, again, they missed the perfect opportunity of 11.11, they missed that opportunity, that's coming out sometime next month, Windows 11 will be dropping for a free download if you currently have Windows 10. Uh, so when that happens sometime after that, we should be seeing most of these games come to the Windows Store. If people use the Windows Store, I don't know how many people do. Uh, I, I personally don't. I mean, I never did because there's not really jack on it. But yeah, if it actually starts getting a slew of developers putting stuff on it, I mean, it might become a competing store along with Epic and Steam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, especially that cut. Yeah. The Elder's making a big cut on that. But also, we also don't know if that's like a temporary thing or if it's just like, you know, to get people in or if that's permanent. We have no idea. Um, but either way, uh, just keep an eye on that for when Windows 11 does come out in October. Uh, let's go over to some quick news. Uh, so we do have, let's talk about some Pokemon Unite for a few minutes here. Um, so there was some more recent data mining. Uh, shout out to the fact that in the data mining, Greedent is still in there. He was not taken out or anything. He has not been revealed yet. But he's still in the data mining, so he should still be coming at some point. Squovet and greet it, and I'm ready for my fat squirrel. Uh, we did get a release date for Mammal Swan coming out on the 29th. Uh, still no word. Okay. Still no word on when Sylveon's coming out. But I mean, I'm glad we're gonna get that thing, Mammal Swan. I am too. Let's get it, man. His move set looks fun as shit. I'm re- I'm ready to run some people over and throw them up in my tusks. Looks fantastic. Uh, so looking forward to playing that next week, and we'll probably be talking about it on the next podcast episode. But there. Uh, was some other data mining uh, that was interesting. Like one thing involving Sylveon, for example, is that it was data mined that uh, Eevee is going to be playable. So it's going to go from Eevee to Sylveon. That was kind of shocking to me, you know, because I feel like, I mean, if you look at the evolutions lines that we have in the game, anyone that has like a special evolution that was outside of normal means, you know, for the most part, they don't have that pre-evolution. I think Blissey was like the only exception. I could be wrong, but I think everyone else was via level, like in Pokemon games, which is via normal level up mm-hmm. so like there's no ryolu for example for lucario just to give one example there um but yeah eevee uh will be playable up to sylveon so that makes me wonder is like 
Sylveon going to be the only evolution that's going to potentially be in this game? Or are we going to get more Eevees? Or how is that going to work? You know what that, I mean? That is interesting. Yeah. It makes me almost think that, um, which would be a shame if they did this, if instead of getting multiple evolutions as playable characters, they become skins. Yeah, see, I, I would hate that as well, you know, because I, I would love to see some of the other uh, evolutions. So seeing that Eevee, and I've seen the actual, like when I say Eevee's been data mined, like I've seen the actual pictures of Eevee too. Like this isn't just like, oh, look, there's Eevee's name. No, I've seen legitimate pictures and like their, the move choices. Like yeah. Eevee's a thing. So, it, you know, you're right. It, it just does, like, what 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 are we going to do for other evolutions? Because I figured you know, with Eevee being like a secondary mascot for Pokemon, yeah. you would expect an evolution to come into the game eventually. Uh, but I thought they were just going to be standalone characters. Each one, there's no pre-evolutions. I mean, either that or they are going to release more evolutions, and you can literally just have a team of just Eevees. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be such a pain like to decipher. Uh, now, which which one is this one? Which one is that one? Like, which one am I killing right now? Until they hit like level five or six and all of them evolve. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but uh, with that also, there was another data mine for another new Mon that seems to be confirmed of Nicket and Thievul. If you don't know who I'm talking about, that's a Gen 8 Fox that no one really used. Uh, they did look cool. Um, but uh, yeah, Nick and Thievil seems to be uh, some next characters that's going to be coming to Unite. Uh, with those, I would probably suspect potentially a speedster class for that. Thievil's got a pretty good base speed of, I believe, 90. Could be wrong on that. Could be very wrong on that. But I want to say Thievil is pretty quick. So I would probably guess a speedster class for him. But that is kind of interesting that Thievil is going to be the one they choose. I say that, but then we have we have Cramorant, which I love Cram. I love the Cram gun. Love that little dumb bird. But their their Pokemon choices are very interesting. <laughs> I mean, they have such a large cast to choose from. I mean, yes. Why not just choose the ones that they just feel like? I mean, because I don't know how many people realize knew what Cramrant was or even cared about Cramrant. That's very true because Cramrant's worthless. Yeah, then now people play Cramrant United like, okay, I sort of like Cramrant. Yeah, Cramrant's a cool little dude. And that's kind of how I think people are going to feel with Greedent too. Is uh, They're just like, oh, okay, Greedent's actually pretty dope. I love that fucking fat squirrel so damn much. I'm ready for it. Uh, but let's talk about something else with Unite because right now Unite's in a very interesting place. You know, with it being... Uh, try, you know, really trying to put its foot in the door in the MOBA space. You know, we just talked, we just reported last week they've passed 9 million downloads and the mobile version hasn't even come out yet. Mobile version is out now, which uh -huh. also shout out to the fact for the mobile version. I did see some people do this on Twitter. If you play it on like your iPad or your Android tablet, you can attach your keyboard to it. You can play this thing like a normal MOBA. That's pretty cool. I would love to try that. But anyway, so, you know, they're really trying to continue to get themselves out there within these, what, first three months of release yes. now. We And, of course, as all games do, there's some bugs. But, mm -hmm. you know, recently there's some pretty big bugs that they're not addressing at the moment. They've said they're going to address it in this upcoming patch. But right now there's a bug for, like, Crustle where the Crustle could potentially, like, get his ult eight times in a ten-minute match. There's a, a, a terrible bug for Lucario that, that is worse than Crustle where he can literally Oko people. He becomes one punch man. Yes, he becomes one punch man. I, I, it was it was the it was power-up punch. And I think extreme speed. I think they're the ones that are jacked up right now. But he can literally Oko someone. And, uh, you know, all they've said is that, hey, we're addressing Crustle on Wednesday. They haven't even said anything about Lucario yet. Um, but it's just like they're not even disabling them. Like, disable the Mons, you know, in ranked. Like, it, I don't know. I feel like this is putting a, uh, a bad spot on Unite right now. And it kind of puts it in my mind, like, 
is this always going to be how you're going to handle these in the future as you continue to grow? You know, I know we're only three months in, okay? But like as we continue to grow and we get further like a year in, two years in, and you want to continue to try to push this and maybe have like your esports scene or whatever, is this how we're going to handle things? And if that's the case, like Zach, in, in your opinion, do you think that's going to potentially just make the game fail and put the game in a sour taste, obviously, in people's mouths because they're not addressing something that needs to be addressed and just disabled the mons and rank. That's all you need to do. I mean, it could. It very much could. But, I mean, to be fair, the developer of this, is their usual thing is mobile games, yep. not sort of really into this um, MOBA live service game. So it is a bit of a different aspect on helping it where mobiles, they can just be like, oh, there's a glitch. We can address it here in time. It's not that terrible of a thing. I mean, some people abuse it for the time, but that's all right. But for something like MOBA, it's very much more of a, for a player base that's constantly active in games and whatnot to address it as soon as possible, right. whether disabling it, as you said, or um, just k- killing it in range or whatnot, or even just doing a hard uh, or a quick patch up life service patch and as soon as possible. So, I mean, We'll see how this one goes and see how the next one goes and see if they respond the same way and whether they are going to learn from this one or whether it's going to keep acting like it is a mobile live service game versus a live service MOBA. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and that's true. That is very true. You're, you're right. You're totally right in terms of, like, this is kind of a new realm for them. But, man, I hope they get it addressed quick. You know, I would like to see, you know, like maybe a tweet tomorrow or Monday morning. Hey, we disabled these. But, you know, at the same time, the studio is probably looking at it. Like, eh, it's just a couple days until Wednesday. It'll be fine. I mean, and it could be fine because, like, when I think back of, like, old-time League of Legends, there were so many bugs and glitches that were yeah. so stupid. And, like, um, they wouldn't get addressed for like weeks at a time and people would just abuse the crap out of them. But now when people want to leave, a glitch is found, just immediate cut, chop, fix, put back up. One day they'll get there too for Unite. I hope so. Unite's Hopefully. fun. Unite's a lot of fun. I, I want. I would love to see this game succeed. Um, moving over from there. Uh, so Best Buy, hey, yo, Best Buy actually sold uh, PS5 and Xbox Series in stores this past week. Woo. I saw a lot of fucking lines for that, as expected. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw one person tweet out where it's just like, yep, I stood in line for 14 hours, but I got my PS5. And I'm like, I mean, all right, cool. Shout out for you. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, shout out to the fact that we're finally getting to that point. Uh, but it also kind of raises the question for me. Is it just because they have stock at the moment or have they just like, because I know initially when it was, when it was launched, they chose like stores chose not to sell it in stores because of COVID. So now that this is happening is like, okay, have you actually had the stock all along or, or what? I'm kind of confused by that. It's quite possible, but unless we get someone who knew beforehand, we probably won't get an answer. Yeah, true. Um, but hopefully you were able to grab PS5 or an Xbox Series. I am still on the hunt for my Xbox Series X. Uh, so but you know what is coming out here, which is in the works? What? The Xbox Series X mini fridge. That is true. We're supposed to get more details on that mini fridge scene. Yep. I could use a mini fridge in my office, so I may have to look into that Xbox Series X mini fridge. It's pretty funny that joke came full circle after Xbox managed to beat Skittles in a Twitter contest. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, hopefully you were able to grab one. If not, hopefully you're able to get one in the near future. I will be on the lookout in our local area and see if, there, if I've spotted any in stores. The only thing I've spotted in stores was one Xbox Series S at a Walmart. That's the only thing I've spotted up until now. So we'll see what we'll see if I start spotting some other stuff in stores. Uh, quick little follow-up here on something that we've talked about a handful of times in the past involving this Apple and uh, Epic lawsuit. Uh, it was settled here recently. I don't remember the exact settlement on everything, but I do know I do know for a lot of people's pleasure, both companies essentially get fucked in this. Yep. Like, I mean, but I don't remember the exact details. That's my fault. I'm a great host of this show. But the most recent thing is that I've seen is that Apple has blacklisted Fortnite on the App Store for five mm-hmm. years. So, I mean, if, if if you're one of the people that like to play Fortnite on your iPhone, I mean, it sucks to suck, I guess. But, I mean, it's what it is. They have plenty of knockoffs on it. Yeah, store, yeah, so. yeah, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Uh, last piece of news that we got for this week that I wanted to talk about was involving Titanfall 3. You know, we did have the Titanfall 3 thing in the NVIDIA data mine that we did talk about uh, last week. And it, that was one of the games where it's like, I could see them doing that. But at the same time, they're kind of focused on Apex. So we don't know if that was a thing they're going to try to do or not. Uh, well, there were some reports that a Titanfall 3 was not in the works at all. There was It was funny. Uh, I did see from good old Jeff Grubb. We've mentioned his name before. He tweeted out that uh, in one of his like uh, Discord servers that he put in there that uh, you know, he said, from what he understands, Titanfall is no longer, in his exact words, the core of uh, Respawn's DNA anymore. That's the way that he put it. Mm-hmm. And then Respawn responded with the tweet saying, I, because of recent reports or people have been saying that Titanfall is no longer the core of our DNA, Titanfall is still very much the core of our DNA. And you never say, know what could come. I mean, Apex is literally a spinoff of Titanfall. Exactly. And as soon as uh, as soon as that came out, Jeff, Jeff uh, retweeted it. He's just like, okay, so I have a rat in my Discord server. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, the, when Respawn addressed Titanfall 3, it's like you never know what the future may hold. It, it obviously brought a lot of uh, excitement for the possibilities. Realistically speaking, I would safely assume a Titanfall 3 will happen at some point. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. Um, because when it comes to Titanfall, Titanfall had an excellent launch. It was an excellent game. A lot of fond memories on that game. Titanfall 2, however, phenomenal game, but unfortunately it was overshadowed by the other FPS games that launched at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what they were. I know one was obviously just Call of Duty. I think the other one may have been a Battlefield game, but I could be wrong on that. But there was two shooters that launched alongside of it. And Titanfall 2 just got shafted because of it, even though Titanfall 2 was the best out of the three. Uh, Titanfall 2 is a phenomenal game. Uh, the uh, community is not that large right now. It's really not. Um, but if you have the chance to play, I definitely recommend going and giving it a shot. So I would hope for a Titanfall 3. I, I think it could be an uh, absolute success of a game, especially depending on the launch. Um, but I would think realistically it would happen at some point. I don't know, man. You're a big Apex player. Do you think a Titanfall 3 could happen, or do you think the popularity for Apex and just the success for that is just going to like make them not want to even attempt it? I mean, I can only see them working on a sort of a back burner. I mean, right now, for Respawn, with several interviews that are happened, that they're very much focusing on Apex at this time. I would not put it past them, though, if they had a small team that maybe working on assets for a possible Titanfall 3 or messing with things that they may consider just off in the wings with free time. Right. But I don't think it would it could be a, a current progressing project at this time. 
but I could definitely see them as being one of those things that they are still moderately working on and messing with things for on the back burners, even though, even with their focus on apex. Yeah. Focus on apex and, uh, other projects they've been working on. Cause we, you know, we do know they are working on more of those star Wars games. Mm-hmm. That's already confirmed as well. So I, I would, I, like I said, I think Titanfall three is really going to happen, but I do agree with you. It's on, it's on the lower end of their priority list, but I do think it will happen eventually. All right, uh, let's jump over to some of our uh, talking points for the week. You know, we do have that Nintendo Direct that we're going to talk about, but uh, let's first talk about some shit that we're, we've we've kind of been uh, doing recently. So, Zach, you picked up uh, Nexamon recently, got ported over to Switch. How are, how are you enjoying that? Well, first off, it was ported on actually all consoles because okay. I'm actually playing it on uh, the Xbox One at the currently. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I've been having fun with it. It's a good port. It's a pocket monster game, which is very aware of its universe. <laughs> you have a silent character, but you have a little robot companion who comes with you at all times who very much addresses the weird things that characters are doing and okay. don't really make sense. Okay. <laughs> There's a whole fight after fighting one of the overseers who are essentially your trainers or gym leaders in this. And <laughs> you go into a fight and after the fight, the boss sort of just like, it's really weird how everything's just settled with a Nexamon battle. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's the same thing with Pokemon. <laughs> Everything is settled with that. Same thing with Yu-Gi-Oh! and duels. Yes. So it's it's very comical and just how it's the um, art stuff and everything is done very well. It looks very nice. The music's enjoyable when just roaming around. Um, out of Pocket Monsters games, this is probably one of the few where I feel like I could easily actually acquire the entire database of creatures right? versus things like Pokemon where there's always a workaround if you really want to collect everything. Like different games and shit. Yeah, yeah. or having to do a mystery trading crab like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all that fun stuff. And I don't even have to mess with all that freaking shiny crap. Oh, okay. So there's not any sort of alternate form like that in the game? No. Okay, I got you. Yeah, no, it's just strictly... This is the database because this is actually a the first game in a series because back in my May or so, if I'm remembering correctly. The Extinction came out, right? Yeah, Nexmon Extinction, which is actually the second game from it and actually takes place on in the same world like 20 years later or some, something like that. And it's very funny. That one's very self-aware too. Instead of having a little robot companion, you have a little... I don't. It never addresses what he is, but he's like this furry creature thing that follows you around. Because they're a race of people, but it never addresses what his race is and everything. And he's even more self-aware. And are we, like when, when it comes to all the self-aware stuff, like is it just like, are, is there any fourth wall breaks? I have not seen any strict fourth wall okay. breaks, but it's always stuff that's right there at the edge of just going, this really doesn't make sense. Why are we doing this? Or even <laughs> think like in... Uh, I haven't seen it in the next one, but in Extinction, there's a moment where the little companion's just like, you're about to have to fight something, aren't you? Because <laughs> you just walk into a room and he sort of looks around and he's just like, there's about to be a battle, isn't there? Because <laughs> uh, the game is very self-aware. It doesn't take itself too seriously and all this stuff. And then I was almost disappointed initially when Nexamon because the initial sort of set of creatures you can catch in the starting area None of them are have evolution forms. They're all just standard. This is it. This is what they are. And I was right, right. I was slightly concerned. I was like, God, I hope this is because one of the best thing about Pokemon Monsters is leveling up and actually seeing the evolutions. Yeah, yeah. But 
once I got to the second and third area, finally I started getting a bunch that have like two or three evolutions. So I was like, all right, here we go. Doesn't this game also offer like a, a shit ton of like starter choices? Like it's not three. Cause I know, I think extinction yes. did Was yes. is the first one the same way. The first one, it is, uh, you get a choice of six starters, one for each element in the game. What are the elements? Uh, you know, I love me some elements. You got normal fire, water, plant, Stone and wind in the first one. Turn up the turn up for playing. I love my grass holes. Yeah, (laughs) and then uh, in extinction, it's eight because they add in uh, dark and psychic. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no. There's when you get a starter, you get to choose whatever element you want to start with. In which, from both games, what I've seen is if you want to start with fire, you're just gonna tear through like the first area. You and their XP does not scale how it should. Oh. So you can take your starter and the first set of brush that you start, and you could easily level it. If you're willing to take the time, you can easily level it up to level 30 before even leaving that. In the first area? In the first area. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> the XP does not decrease by a whole lot. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's definitely some scaling issues. Yeah. I mean, and again, the game doesn't take itself too seriously. So, right. I mean, even if you do that, it doesn't break the game really at all. I mean, you'll finish some of the boss fights and like a couple hits per each other next one. But, I mean, that's not too big of an issue. It's very much a pocket monster of, there's this whole story here, but then here's all this grass area where you can just catch a bunch of weird stuff. Right. Because... And I do enjoy the creature designs as well. They're very entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not like Gen 7 designs, <laughs> which get really weird and very just simple. It's more, I would think, like Gen 5 or 6, where it was right, still... Well, Gen 5 had some bad ones, too. I mean, we had a literal pile of trash, but we had some good ones in Gen 5. I forgot five. about that. Yeah. Um, well, there's some bad ones in there. Yeah, yeah. It's more or less a thing of, I mean, yeah, that's interesting, but then there's less, why? Right. <laughs> like how in Gen 5, uh, there's, a, you know, the Snow Cone. Yes. Vanillux. Yes. Uh, there's Chandelure, which Chandelure is a really good Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Garbodor, of course, the pile of trash. So, you know, Gen 4, they, I mean, Gen 5, they really took a, a left turn in creativity. Like one of the fire types I've gotten, it's literally just two flamingos. One's like, <laughs> well, this first level of it's just a very small flamingo about this. And then when it levels up, it just becomes taller. No, no, the real design difference. Correct. What the fuck? That's so stupid, but I love that. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, they're all very simple like that. I mean, and it's just very opportune. The game is very aware. There, <laughs> there's, so the main enemy is a Nexalord who you're trying to stop his plans. And he has a group of pretty much Team Rocket minions. Right. But they're just called minions. Okay. They have no other tile than minion. All right, that's that's pretty basic. <laughs> and th- there's this one poor minion who he's your very first person you fight because how you get your first starter is he's attacking your friend trying to steal something she has and you sort of push him out of the way and he drops his briefcase and you literally just and that the briefcase has the starters, the six starters, and you literally just steal an Exomon from him. <laughs> <laughs> you steal an Exomon from him to fight him and he's just like, hey, give that back, that's mine. I was like, 
you're stealing. I can steal. It's like, that's fair. <laughs> Come on. He's like, he's like, you're not going to beat me with my own next mod. Then you beat him. And damn, you beat me on next month. <laughs> yes. And then the next Lord comes out because for some reason he was visiting your parents because they're scientists. Ooh. And uh, I forget exactly what happens, but there's an explosion of some sort. And the poor minion gets sent away like Team Rocket. Oh, okay. And it, and it does a whole line. It does a whole skyline, sees him flying into a star. <laughs> and this poor guy, it happens on several occasions. He keeps popping up. You keep fighting him where he lands. He keeps popping up. It's like, you, I'm going to get my revenge this time. Then you beat him, and then something happens. Like the second time you see him, you're fighting him, and you beat him, and he's just like, gosh dang it. Now I'm going to have to be serious about this. And for some reason, a group of Power Rangers show up. Power Rangers? Yes. Okay. They don't say they're Power Rangers, but they say they're, they're Power Rangers. Yeah, they're yeah. Power Rangers. Okay. They're different colored in... Uh, those Sentai uniforms of right. Rangers, and they're just like, we're here to help with violence. <laughs> what is this, Ranger Reject? <laughs> Shout out to the manga. And they literally, the guy's just like, what? He's like, you're a villain. You can either walk away and surrender and give back what you've stolen, or we're going to beat the crap out of you. He's just like, you're good guys. You'd never, boom, knock him in the air and consider pertain to combo him. And just beat him into the ground. Gee, what the fuck is this game? <laughs> I mean, it's super. It's a monster taper, but it doesn't yeah. take itself seriously in any form or fashion. I've I've wanted to play Nexamon because uh, when Extinction came out, it caught my eye. Uh, so may, maybe I'll maybe I'll finally get around to picking this one up the, the, so I can start with the first one and work my way up to Extinction. I mean, they're both entertaining. You don't you can pick up either one because I have both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they loosely connect to each other, but it doesn't really matter if you know the story of the other one. Right. So, overall, I've been enjoying it. And as I said, this is actually the first one, and this was a port. So, uh, it's on PC and all consoles now. I believe the original next one came back out in, like, 2018 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think Extinction came out. I want to say... March, May area, but it may have been like... That sounds about right. Uh, but I'll, Yeah, that sounds about right. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, I may have to I may have to give it a look. I may have to give it a look. Uh, next, next month is something that's kind of caught my eye before, but the way you've talked about it makes me want to play it more. I now. mean, it's so... They're both very entertaining games just because of how it works. Like, it makes... <laughs> like, whenever anything happens, you're just sort of like, I, I'm really unsure where the story's going. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just an insert from Extinction. There's a guy who literally fist fights a dragon. He doesn't okay, use it next okay. to He fist fights a dragon. Yeah, that's a fucking Chad. <laughs> <laughs> he literally beats the dragon and goes, like, this thing's too weak. Hey, kid, I know you need training, so get your Nexamon. This thing's weak. Beat it with your Nexamon. After you literally just see him drag it from the sky and pretty much pile drive the sucker. <laughs> it's just like, it's not a worthy challenger. Kid, get over here. <laughs> Yeah, a dragon wasn't a worthy challenger, so let me beat up a fucking child. We do not condone child violence no, on this show. He doesn't, but. he doesn't fight the child. He has the child fight it with his next mom. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, it, it's ridiculous. very entertaining. And I mean, for a game that came out in 2018, it's still very good. Yeah. Speaking of games coming out in 2018, I'm currently on my uh, my third playthrough right now of Red Dead Redemption 2. 
I love replaying this game. You know, obviously this is my third time because like I continue to find more stuff each time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, and that, that's what's really, that's what's really cool about it because like now it's just like I already know the story. The story is great because it's like the first time I played it, I did a lot of exploring, but it's like I'm so addicted to the story and where it was going to go that I feel like I kind of rushed through the story in the game. I say that, but I still dumped like forty something hours into my first playthrough. But I didn't. I don't feel like I spent enough time like really seeing everything in the world, and that's what I've done more in my second and third. But I know one thing that I countered on my third playthrough here that I did not fucking know about that really scared the shit out of me. Um, so this was early in the game when you were still at Horseshoe. Uh, horseshoe overlook chapter chapter two and i'm going to collect debts and stuff right so i'm going to collect one of the debts from the guy the guy he like runs away from you have to you have to chase him down and you know if you if you kill him you still happen to find out where the debt is because this time he actually died for me he got hit by a train (laughs) 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 he got hit by a train oh damn i guess dutch i'm not collecting that one yeah you know as soon as the thing is like the game registered it as if i killed him because he gets hit by the train and then arthur's like uh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm like, oh, but I didn't do anything. <laughs> you chased him in front of that train, Arthur. You know what you did. I guess, man. But, you know, you find a map on him showing where the debt is. And it's it's the one where the debt's in the tree, whatever. So I go get the debt out of the tree, okay? And right there beside this debt area, there's this abandoned house. And I've always known about the abandoned house since my first playthrough. The, the house is creepy as fuck. You know the house I'm talking yeah. about. Creepy as hell. You know, the doors are broken off. It's old. It's abandoned. There's dead bodies all in there. It's like a cult ritual type of thing that, that transpired. Almost looks like a, it kind of looks like a like a classroom in a way with how the desk, like there's one desk towards the front of the uh, front of the room with a yeah. you know, dead body. There's notes and that stuff there. You know, I, I, I've always known about it. It's always been fucking really creepy. But I didn't know really what it was about. I never bothered to look into it. So I walk in there, you know, because I'm just like, ah, I know there's a couple like tonics in here or something. So I'll grab those real quick. I mean, it's the middle of the night in my game. So I walk in there, not thinking anything different's going to happen than normal. Just going to grab the shit. And all of a sudden the room starts glowing. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And it's just like the whole room is like glowing green. And I'm like, am I about to die? What is going on? I look up, there's, there, there's the fucking UFO. Yeah, the UFO house. I didn't know that. I'm like, I knew UFOs was in the game. Yeah. Like, it's just like, okay, yeah, UFOs are in the game. But I never have actually seen where they are. I never cared to go find them. It's like, okay, yeah, they're in the game. Cool. Whatever. Moving on, I'm going to go do this instead. I mean, it's one of those things where after all these years where all this information is out and you can easily look it up and it's still nice that there is people who just, they're aware it's a thing, but never bothered to see yep. where it is me. and still get to experience it like it was the first time ever. Yep. yep. Me, me, man. And you know, it's funny enough because uh, I did find, um, I did find the map for the other UFO. Okay. Which that was also first. Cause one of my favorite things about this game is just like when you're going one area to the other, always keep an eye on your radar. Because the one one of the most some of the most interesting things about the game is whenever you just see a random dead body on your radar that obviously you did not do, so it's just like oh what's that? There's a dead body because it just marks the X. So I'm going up to uh, Coulter, uh, the like the, the snow camp at the beginning of the yeah. game, uh, because I'm going to get I'm going to kill Falco Hernandez for the pictures, whatever. And I yeah. figured hey you know just for the achievement to get later, go ahead and see Jenny's grave and Davy's grave, so I can go ahead and get those done. Uh, so I'm going up there and I'll see an X on the map. I'm like, oh, what's that? That's weird. I didn't know that was there. So I go over through the snow and find, I find a couple 
that are like leaning up yep. into it that froze to death yep. up in the mountains and they're holding a map and I was like and the map was just like it looked like some stars instead of mountain. I didn't know what I, I, I just googled it it's for the other UFO yeah. it, it tells you where it's going to be it's like that was really cool uh, that that same uh, that same trip once I finished killing Falco I came down and I just found a, a random house on the side of the road I'm like oh, let's go in here let's go rob some people I guess see what we've got going on in there go into the house find two fucking dead kids and I'm like what the fuck what is this and I find a, I find a note in the drawer from their mom where the mom's just like, you know, name and name or whatever. So I'm going to find the men that stole our money. I boarded up the house and everything. There's enough food for four days. I should be back tomorrow. Well, safe to assume that she did not come back because yeah. these two kids are dead. Every food piece of food in the house is open. I'm just like, damn, this is fucking dark. Yeah, it's some place right outside Valentine. I didn't, I didn't, I never knew about it. Uh, but no, that, that's the cool thing about just replaying this game is, like you said, continue to find more stuff that you just didn't know about before. And like, it's funny, the thing with the whole guy, that guy being killed by a train. Yes. <laughs> and just <laughs> the fact how well Rockstar coded the game, just it immediately went. Well, he died, so it's your fault, author. Yep. <laughs> and just because, like, I saw an article this week about how somebody found a new way to release Micah, in which it was just really just yeah. showing off how well Rockstar coded the game, because ap- apparently it was never really sawn or announced that whenever to release Micah, apparently the main consensus of people is to go get the crane and break the wall and turn yep. it into a shootout. And apparently, I'm pretty sure someone else had done it, but never made a video or anything. But this person just happened to go, eh, pulls out his gun, shoots the sheriff in the head, and takes the keys. They had no idea you could do that. Yeah, <laughs> and just releases Micah that way. Doesn't end up in a full-blown shootout until much later in the mission when if Micah gets spotted in this town. And the game just goes, sheriff's dead, Micah's released. And just carries on with this whole mission of just letting Micah kills the other prisoner. Micah walks out. You guys walk out of the jail and just keep going. Yeah, see, I didn't, I never knew that was a thing until you told me. I wish I would have known that. You know, I didn't have, I didn't fucking collect a massive bounty in strawberry. Thanks, Micah, you piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Um, no, but I mean, uh, right now I'm currently at Clemens Point, Chapter Three, which is one of my favorite chapters in the game. All the all the road stuff with the Grays and the Braithwaites. Love that chapter. Um, and uh, man, I love this game so much. This game is so phenomenal. And you know, you know, just seeing certain things, it's just like now that you fully know everything that transpired, it just makes me look back on like my first playthrough and just like didn't really think about certain aspects that they took of like, okay, I see what they're meaning there. Cause like, you know, one, one thing that I didn't really bother to think about until my second playthrough, for example, is when you go first meet uh, Thomas Downs to collect money from him. Mm-hmm. After you finish that debt mission where you beat him up in his farm, in his garden, whatever, it actually takes a cut scene of Arthur riding back to camp instead of you just leaving like, like the other debts. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, you play through the game the first time and you have no idea what happens, like that doesn't really stick out to you. You're just like, okay, whatever, cool. I'll get a fast way back to camp. I don't have to ride back. But once you know everything that happens and you play it the second time and you see that again, you're like, oh shit, that's some big ass foreshadowing of how important these characters are. And it's the same thing of whenever you have to go collect the debt. Um, you know, after t- Thomas Downs passes, because mm-hmm. it's it's right after you rob uh, the Valentine Bank later on once you're at Clemens Point, and it's the same thing. You get a cutscene riding back, and it's just like, damn, that is that is some beautiful like you know foreshadowing that they did there. Because you know, if it's your first time playing, you have no idea what's coming. Yeah. 
So yeah, that you know, just everything about the game, man, it's so beautifully written. All the the creepy stuff in the world is is just so fascinating. I found another one just playing earlier today at some random little shack outside of Rhodes, just kind of popped in because I was I was riding up on it, popped up on the radar for a gun to be picked up, you know, behind the house. I'm like, All right, that's kind of random. Is it a good gun? No, it wasn't. It's was just a fucking cattleman revolver. I don't give a shit. Uh, and I go back behind there. There's a fucking woman on the ground, shot in the fucking head, corpse. You know you know, falling apart. I'm like, the fuck? Okay. So I go into the house and there's like three more people murdered across the house. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. All right. I mean, so that it's just stuff like that, you know, that's super cool. And then just all, all the other creepy stuff that you can find throughout the game. Love these games, dude. Love these games. Yeah. I mean, Red Dead was always good with that stuff. Like one of the ones that I always still remember is I forget which town it is, but when you go past the basement window of uh, one of the general stores and some guy sort of yells at you. Yes. And it's the kid. In, yeah, it's the, the kid. guy in the sailor suit yep. underneath and you sort of have to either break in or force your way into the basement to either set this kid free or just go like, fuck it, have your kinky shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I went in there and I just held a gun to the dude's head. I'm like, take me down to the basement. You know, because that, that's, that's fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Braithwaite, uh, the Braithwaite sister. Do you yep. know about, yeah, that, yep. that one's fucking really disturbing. That is a disturbing thing with the Braithwaite sister. And then, uh, you know, I haven't even gotten to some of the really disturbing stuff yet. The really disturbing stuff is when you get over to Shady Bell mm-hmm. and you get and then you get up to the last camp for the game in Chapter Six. I don't remember the name of the camp. Where yeah, up, 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 up in that part area with that camp for Chapter Six, that's when you're dealing with all like the Skinners and everything. Mm-hmm. That's a creepy fucking area because like, I know there's one random encounter you can find where you just walk into like a fucking massacre of people and there's one guy left alive. And if you look close, they skin the top of his head. His face has been basically completely ripped off. And you can actually get uh, some honor points by just putting them out as a misery mercy kill. But then, like, when you get to uh, Shady Bell, which is my next chapter, chapter four, dude, those fucking swamp people are creepy as hell. I hate going to the swamps. <laughs> I hate going to the swamps because, you know, so a- as we may have mentioned on this show before, I know we've mentioned Animan Plus, I am horribly terrified of spiders, okay? That's my, that's in terms of, like, any sort of animals or insects, spiders is my number one. But I'm also really afraid of, like, alligators and crocodiles. Though that's a fucking dinosaur in real life, okay? What? <laughs> that's a dinosaur. You can't convince me otherwise. So when you're in Shady Bell, I am constantly like clicking my eagle. I'm like, okay, are there are crocodiles around here. I don't want to attack my horse. I don't want to get jumped by a crocodile because they're everywhere. But also those swamp people are fucking creepy, dude. Because like there's so many random encounters where it's like you'll find like a uh, like a woman crying and like Arthur will go like, ma'am, ma'am, do you need help? And all of a sudden you just get swarmed by like 15 swamp people that you need to kill. They have like their own like way of communicating with each other. That shit's fucking creepy, dude. I try to avoid that swamp area if it hits nighttime. If it's nighttime, I need to go back to Shady Bell. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stay in San Denis. I'm going to go play poker all night. I'm not going back to Shady Bell yet. Fuck that. I don't want to deal with these swamp people, dudes. But no. Uh, I just picture as Arthur going into a bar, getting a couple of drinks, then walking back out, seeing the sun going down, and like, I can do a couple more drinks. Yep, yep. It's like, I'm not going back to Shadyville yet. Fuck that. Don't want to deal with that. Don't want to deal with that. Uh, last little tidbit on Red Dead that I want to plug here before we move on to the Nintendo Direct stuff. Uh, there was a video that I came across recently. It's a tribute video. And I've watched this thing almost fucking daily since I found it. It's called Arthur Morgan Redemption. I can't remember the name of uh, the, the channel that it's from. But if you look it up, the thumbnail is going to be Arthur with the two sides of honor and dishonor behind him with the deer and the wolf. 
Give that video a watch. It depicts this game in such a beautiful fashion and the choice of timing of scenes and the words that are being said. Because I know like one, a majority of the video, like there's tidbits from all characters, but the majority of the video is uh, this random old blind guy that you can encounter in the open world who basically like predicts your future based on your honor level and decisions you've made so far. And dude, it just, it, this, this video depicts the game in such a beautiful fashion. Like there's so many moments where it's just like damn that was done so well like one of my favorites is whenever the old man is saying it's just like you know the devil will make his sacrifice and whenever he says that it shows the scene of dutch abandoning arthur at the oil refinery it's just like damn dude it's a very well put together video definitely i'll give it a watch with that said let's uh let's talk about the nintendo direct we did have that we're going to run through some quick points and then we're going to actually hit the points that we actually me and zach personally give a shit about so first off the direct actually led off with Monster Hunter Rise. Shout out to the fact that Monster Hunter Rise is big enough and has sold well enough to the point where it can lead off a Nintendo Direct. That's that's actually very impressive. Rise is going to definitely be on its way to passing world sales numbers at some point, especially once Rise comes over to PC. Uh, but we did get it led off with Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak DLC coming in summer of 2022, which makes sense. I think that's when probably the PC version is coming out. I feel like this is going to be vampire related. With the whole demographic and then it's sunbreak. Yeah, the sunbreak, the way the trailer looked and everything. Yeah, I could see that too. Uh, we did get the uh, announcement for the last Smash character. It will be revealed. Last. Yes, last. It will be revealed on October 5th in the final Sakurai Presents for Smash Ultimate. I'm going to go ahead and say this is the last one. I, I don't, I don't, they have continued to market it as that. You know what I can mean? Can hope. Yeah, can hope. Uh, but that does also bring question. What's, what's Sakurai doing next? You know, I guess we'll see. Uh, there Now, next month in October, Animal Crossing's New Horizon is getting its entirely own direct. So, shout Which I to, thought was very interesting. I did, too. Uh, there's a free content coming in November. Shout out to that if you're an uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons fan. We did get a new trailer for Mario Party Superstars uh, that showed, like, Woody Woods, Yoshi's Chocolate Island, Horror Island coming. Uh, Star Wars Nuts the Republic is coming 11-11. Uh, the Castlevania Advanced Collection, that is now out. That is something that we've talked about. I do, do want to go back about. to the Star Wars Nights of the Royal Republic. This is the original Knights of the Old Republic, yes. not the remake that's yes. coming out. Yes, thank you. Uh, the Castlevania Advanced Collection that is now out. That's a game that we have talked about before being leaked on the ratings boards. Actraiser Renaissance Remaster. That came out of fucking nowhere. I had no idea what that game was. I didn't either, but once I looked into it, I'm just like, damn, this is really random for them to do a remaster of this, but hey, it's out now. If you're a fan of that, hit it up. Project Triangle Strategy is now just called Triangle Strategy. Still don't know what it is. Yeah, it makes sense, though. That's coming out uh, March 4th of next year. That's a game that I, I that is on my radar. I want to see more about it, though. Uh, we did get an extended story trailer for Metroid Dread. Okay, we get it, Nintendo. We're going to buy Dread. We get it. All right? All I will I, buy it. All I got from that trailer was there's a bunch of robots that really want to grab Samus. And all I could think of, is this the new Five Nights? Oh, no. Oh, no. Because it was just a bunch of robots chasing Samus around, wanting to grab her and do whatever they're going to do. Uh, we also had Voice of Cards, Isle Dragon Roars. That's a game that caught your eye, right? right? Yeah, no, I actually quite like the theme of that and everything, but I also really like a bunch of those old weird sort of RPG-style dungeon crawlers. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Dying Light 2 was announced for the Switch, but it will be a cloud version. It will be coming out on release uh, of the of everything else. And Dying Light Platinum Edition is coming out uh, next month in October, October 19th. And keep in mind, the Platinum Edition will be like normal game on a cartridge or in the eShop. It won't be a cloud version, but yeah, Dying Light with, 2 will be cloud version. With all DLC from the original Dying Light, so. Yep. Uh, we did get an update from Mario Golf, Cooper Trooper, and Ninjas, and as well as some new courses are coming to that. And that's all free update, to my understanding. And which, from my current, I, well, I got it. It's out now, yeah. released after the end of the Direct. They love doing those shadow drops. It's one of their favorite things to do. Uh, Delta Rune Chapter 2 is confirmed for the Switch. Uh, Cho- Chobico, uh, GP, and coming out next year. Is that, that that's say, Final, that's final say Fantasy. Say that again. Is it Chocobo? There Chocobo? you go. What did I say? You said Chocobo. Chocobo. <laughs> You you said it really weird. Oh well, yeah, Chocobo. I, I, I've always said it as Chocobo, so I can't even reproduce what you said. <laughs> Chocobo. <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I'll go back and listen to it in the audio version. We'll, we'll get there. What is Chocobo? Chocobo are the yellow birds that people ride around on. They're not in every Final Fantasy, but they're in a lot of the Final Fantasies. Okay. Uh, Disco Elysium Final Cut coming out October 12th. Uh, Age of Calamity DLC coming out October 29th. I didn't understand that DLC trailer. It didn't really... I didn't show much. It didn't show anything. I was so... I was like, okay, what? I mean, what's this expansion supposed to be on? You're not selling me on the expansion. Granted, I haven't played the game. That's I'm such a great Zelda fan. I haven't played the game yet, but I mean, it's like you didn't sell me on the expansion. Like, what? What, what is it? What are you, what are you showing me? Shit, I don't know. But you know what I am going to get? I'm going to get me some Disney Magical World 2 coming out this holiday. Yep. I, I didn't know that was a game, I didn't to be know. honest. I didn't know either. <laughs> uh, Shadowrun Trilogy coming out next year. Rune Factory 5. I believe we've already gotten the release date, but they further hammered, hey, you know, March 22nd of uh, next year it's coming out. And we did get a pretty a decent uh, look at Splatoon 3 campaign. I've never really played a Splatoon game, but I, I'm going to give Splatoon 3, that's going to be my first one. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it, it a legitimate shot. It was a very good trailer. It showed off just the initial, some new weapons and things like that that's going to be in the game. And then the weirdness that was the campaign. Right. And whatever that's going to be. I don't know. Like I said, I'll give Splatoon 3 a shot when it comes out next year. Um, speaking of coming out next year, all right, let's jump over hmm. to <laughs> let's jump over to this meme. This. this meme that I am on board with. Let's get it. All right, so uh, we did get a cast reveal for the Mario movie, which also, by the way, I think it's literally just called Mario. I believe it is. Yeah, just Mario. Not Super Mario, nothing, just Mario. What a fucking cast, dude. This cast is a meme. Every time they showed a new picture, I just went, what? <laughs> I mean, it's like, is this a fan fiction? <laughs> it, like, literally, it, it's about probably almost even split on people who are down for this cast and then people who weren't. It was sort of funny. I saw a tweet from um, this morning from yesterday that was someone tweeting, it's like, we bullied Sega into changing the Sonic via visual effects. We can bully Mario to change the cast. <laughs> I love the cast, man. So this movie is set to come out holiday of next year. Uh, and the cast reveal was Chris Pratt as Mario. Okay. Charlie Day as Luigi. Jack Black as Bowser. Let's get it. Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. And Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Hey, I'm here for this cast. And I think it's going to be stupid. And I'm here for it. that's not even the entire cast. It's not, they also no. had like... Cranky Kong voice actor, yeah, yeah. Toad. Um, they had a lot of voice actors because even some characters that really didn't make sense make me think this is more going to be a 
almost a Nintendo film universe rather than just Mario. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the actual voice of Mario is also voicing side characters in this. I feel like it's a little bit of slap in the face to him. He's been voicing Mario for like 25 years, I think, yeah. and he's going to be in the movie as side characters. But, I mean, I'm curious to see. I'm curious to hear Chris Pratt's vo- Mario voice. I it's going to be... T- I mean, just it's going to be weird for all these characters because these are all characters who... I mean, they, yeah, they've had voices, but it's all just been noises versus actual yeah, words. Because, yeah. like, even, like, remembering now also, like, they have a voice actor for Kamek. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Kamek was one. I mean, I'm I'm personally here for this. I think it's, I, I think it's just going to be a funny movie. I mean, you look at this cast, I see a, I see a comedic masterpiece, all right? I mean, I'm, I'm here for this. I'm going to see this day one, and we're going to talk about our movie TV podcast that's coming out in the near future. Shout out to that. Um, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm here for this cast. I do acknowledge it's stupid. Don't get me wrong, okay? I, I'm, I'm very aware of how stupid this cast seems at a first glance, but I think it is going to be a comedic masterpiece, and I'm here for it. I mean, I love the Sonic movie. If that fucking tells you anything. That's a good movie, though. I'll die on this hill. <laughs> I will die on this hill. But that is a good fucking movie. Which also shout out to the fact that uh, the Sonic movie Twitter retweeted the cast whatever listing at, you know for Mario and then Sonic's just like we'll see you at the Oscars and I'm just like all right let's go we got a fight going on that, now that was literally my first thing I thought whenever this was announced and everything and just I was like God dang it I was like with this release there's now a possibility of a Sonic versus v Mario at the Limit Games freaking movie <laughs> now as a possibility I was like gosh God dang it. Now we can we can truly get the movie we always wanted to of Sonic, uh, Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games, the movie. Right. Let's get it. Now, uh, one thing that uh, you know that was obviously not involved with this is like any possible castings for like Wario or Waluigi, uh, for example. I saw a lot of people putting out there. It's like, yo, can we make Danny DeVito Wario? <laughs> the internet just wants Danny DeVito, DeVito to, to be, be a everything. voice actor in some sort of gaming or yes. gaming film. Yes, yes. First it was Pikachu, and now we want Wario. <laughs> the Pikachu one. Okay, that's stupid. That was stupid, we all know. But Dane DeVito is Wario. That would be great. I would love that. I, I, I hope. I mean, obviously with this cast, really, I'm going to go ahead and safely assume Wario and Waluigi will not be in the movie. Yeah. Which is very disappointing. I would love to have those two asshats in the movie. That would make the movie ten times better. But, I mean, either way, I mean, I'm still pumped for this movie, you know. I mean, the cast, like I said, looks like it's going to be a comedic masterpiece. So, I mean, I'm here for it. It's going to be stupid. And I'm, I'm here. I'm all about stupid shit. Um, now, some stuff that was not stupid, though. We did get a surprise announcement for a game that was actually leaked, like, an hour before the direct. Uh, and, yo, dude, this game looks actually really legit it looks good yeah kirby the forgotten land coming out in spring of next year we're only a few months away from this dude half a year uh a full 3d adventure kirby game it looked awesome like this is i i I, i've never been a massive kirby fan like kirby 64 was fun i enjoyed air ride i think air ride was the gamecube game whatever the racing game that was that wasn't bad Uh, i haven't tried star allies on the switch you know i've never been a huge kirby guy 64 was the one i dumped a lot of time into with the crystal shards um, which we'll talk about here in a minute as well. But uh, this Forgotten Land, dude, this is probably going to be like a day one pickup for me. This looks legit. And it also, it, it, it was nice to see because it's like, hey, Nintendo is taking a, a new approach to a, one of their franchises instead of just doing the same thing again. You know what I mean? I mean, this was a big thing for me because I was just like, before we got Mario Odyssey and now that's 
second person to get a 3D game is Kirby. Yeah. Which I don't remember the last Kirby game, like full Kirby game. Shit, dude, I really, I mean, I I, I don't either because I don't know what Star Allies was. I forgot. Like, that more seems like more like a multiplayer type I of game. I think the last one that I can think of now was the uh, Cotton Kirby or Kirby. Yarn or. Yeah, yeah. something. Because there was a Yoshi yarn and then there was also a Kirby one from yeah. what I remember. Yeah, you're right. And, I mean, I didn't really mess with that because that was on a 3DS, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very happy to get a new Kirby game. I will definitely probably pick it up and I don't use my Switch that much. But I mean, I one of my favorite N sixty four games was the Kirby uh, game on there, which was very fun. Yeah, yeah, Kirby sixty four and the Crystal Shards, or whatever. That was a great Kirby game, and it, like I said, it's really dope to see that they're taking this three D adventure direction for Kirby, and it just kind of makes me think, like, are since they they're going this new route for Kirby, will they try new routes for maybe some other IPs at some point? I can only hope with so much success they had with Odyssey, and then yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. Luigi's Mansion is 3D technically, yeah. but it's very closed. It is, it is. Considering it's in a mansion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or No, that one was a hotel. Was it a hotel? Yeah, that one was a hotel. Well, mansion-esque. Same. Yeah, it's mansion-esque, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I would. I, I hope to. I hope that we're going to get to see them taking more chances with some titles. Because I mean, I would still like to see them do something with Star Fox. It's not just the same copy paste. Like you know, let's let's maybe try to do something like they did with Adventure. Adventure yeah. was a unique one off that was a lot of fun. You know, and then when it came to Assault, it was a mix of a few things that Adventure did right and a mix of traditional Star Fox play. So um, you know, maybe do something like that. That'd be cool. Uh, maybe one day something new with F Zero. I know the big thing about. F-Zero is that it needs to be something unique and different enough to make it stand out from their other trademark racing game on Nintendo. Yeah, But I don't know. With The point is, with them doing this approach for Kirby, I think it's a good approach for Kirby. I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air for Kirby, and I'm looking forward to seeing what could come out of this as well as other titles for Nintendo. Uh, but yeah, this is a day one pickup, though. Day one pickup for me. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, where do you, you want to go next? Do you want to talk about Bayonetta, or do you want to you know, and close out with Nintendo Switch? Talk about Bayonetta? Yeah, let's go with Bayonetta. All right, well, Bayonetta sounds good. Uh, I mean, this was something everyone was waiting for. Yep. You know it. Yep. I mean, we even had we even reported a couple episodes ago of just Platinum going, we have it, yep. but it's not our choice of when we get to say it. Yep, yep. And then we get this <laughs> Nintendo Direct, and it's just immediately skyline of a apocalyptic ticking just right there on a billboard. Platinum. You know, I, I saw a lot of people sitting there saying, yo, is this Astral Chain 2? <laughs> I mean, to be fair... I thought it was a possibility as well, just because I wasn't sure what was going on. Neither was I. Both have demons in it. I mean, it looked more of the Bayonetta aesthetic, so I was leaning towards Bayonetta. But until she showed up to say some snarky one-liner about how she's going to hit naughty boys and she's going to step on them. <laughs> and, um, That's my waifu. <laughs> I was unsure. And then she rolled up with her sort of medium-length hair, rolled up and everything ready to throw down and summon bitches yeah fuck the spider can't play this game (laughs) (laughs) we were texting about this while we were going on and i just alex just went well i can no longer play it and he was ahead of me for the first time i was like 
why? And I really thought about it. I was like, she summoned a spider, didn't she? <laughs> and then the next thing you know, the giant spider appears on his screen. He's just like, well, I mean, you don't have to summon the spider. I'm like, nope, can't play it. I'm good. No, <laughs> thanks. No, thanks. Uh, but I mean, this, of course, like, like Zach said, is something that we've been expecting for a while. I mean, this game was, I mean, if they wouldn't have revealed it here, and let's say they would have revealed it beginning of 2022, I think we would have gone like a solid literally four or five years from when it, the teaser was, where we literally just got the logo. Yeah. So, I mean, it was to be expected to finally see this game at some point. I can only assume that it is coming out next year. Did it show the release window at the end of the thing? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't think it did. I don't think it did. But I would safely assume probably next year. They probably didn't show it because they do want to confirm that. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you know Bayon- Bayonetta fans were, were popping off. Apparently, from what I've seen, the general consensus is that everyone was very happy with what they saw because we did get to see gameplay, yeah, it was which a was a big mi- thing. It was a mix of cinematic and gameplay. And the gameplay looked solid. It looked fluid and everything. Yeah, what you would expect out of Bayonetta. Yeah. The, my funniest thing was when it went into the gameplay of her standing off against that demon thing. Just the very first thing, starts kicking this big old blob in the center of it. It's just like, it looks like she's just literally kicking in the nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is something that she would do. Yes. <laughs> but uh, no, shout out to Bayonetta. Shout out to Bayonetta fans. I know you guys are eating good right now, but uh, let's, let's talk about Nintendo switch online, man. Cause this is a, uh, this is an interesting convo. This is a very interesting convo because it, you know, opens up a lot of doors, opens up a lot of doors for what could come. You know, finally we've been expecting this. We've been hoping for this. We've been talking about this for a while. Um, they did give us an update for Nintendo switch online. It will be coming with a new paid tier called the expansion pack. Yep. Real original on your names, but I get it because the expansion pack for the N64, because N64 will officially be added to Nintendo switch online sometime this year. Uh, yes. But that's not all Sega Genesis is going to be added to Nintendo switch online under the same expansion pack. I did think it was kind of interesting that uh, the one that was being very heavily reported on of game boy and game boy color was not. Yeah. We got nothing on them. Yeah. Got nothing. No announcement at all, but instead they went with, with the N64, which if you, if you're going to go with one or the other, obviously you'd want to show the N64 first. 64 yeah, was the best, I, better choice. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. But I mean, it's got a pretty good list of games to kick things off for the N64. We have Mario 64, of course, which again, this is why the year window for that 3D All-Stars made sense. Because when we looked at it realistically, we thought, well, it's probably because they would like to add N64 to their you know, Nintendo Switch Online at some point, which makes that game kind of lose value in, in their mind. Because it has Mario 64 on it. But uh, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64. Hey, Zach, Yoshi's story. You can maybe try to play the game and not kill every Yoshi now. No, I'm going to kill every Yoshi. Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, Legends of the Ocarina of Time, uh, Win Back Covert uh, Operations, Dr. Mario 64, Sin and Punishment, Mario Tennis 64, Banjo-Kazooie. Shout out to that, man. Shout out to Rare Nintendo kind of making up here. That's pretty hype. Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Kirby 64, Mario Golf, Paper Mario. That one I'm pumped for. Yeah. And F-Zero X. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and be brutally honest. I don't have the list here for Sega Genesis because I really don't give a shit about that. Oh, man. Sonic 2 was on there. I mean, that was I mean, cool. I That was the funniest thing to me because I know I joked a couple of shows ago about getting a Sega Genesis. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. And then it, <laughs> and then it popped up and went, well, I mean, I joked. It was funny, but that was the thing. I was sort of just like, shit. 
You made this happen. You threw that out into the universe, and now it's a thing. Um, but no, with the N64 games, uh, now there were three of them that is being added added later, and that was Majora's Mask, Banjo-Kazooie, and I don't remember what the third one was. But three of them will not be immediately upon release, but be added later. But I mean, overall, that is a good list of 15 games from the N64 era to immediately be added. Uh, obviously, from there, you would just uh, safely hope for some others. Like, let's say, let's just take Rare for a second. Let's hope for Banjo-Tooie. Let's hope for Conquer's Bad Fur Day. You know, I know there's going to be people that's going to be hoping for Jet Force Gemini, for example. Like, let's hope for Donkey Kong 64. Yes, Donkey Kong 64. Man, I've been itching to replay that one for a while, so that would be really hype. Um, you know, and you know, they did say as well that they're going to continue to add games to the NES and the Super NES, uh, as well as this, of course. But uh, they also did announce wireless Genesis controller and 64 controller going to be launching at 50 bucks a pop. Uh, which is going to be kind of cool for the people that never played an N64. Yeah. I'm looking forward to them getting their hands on that My controller. My <laughs> favorite thing was that day when after Direct, I looked on Twitter. <laughs> I love that Scott, one of the uh, top replies to the whole Nintendo Direct in the 64 is like, someone just posted, you can't force me to go back to this controller. <laughs> Seeing as the 64 <laughs> controller was very infamous for its very shoddy button setup. Yes, yes, that that button setup was that was something else. And it was a long Twitter that of just people going, "We cannot go back. We cannot go back." <laughs> but man, dude, this is this is a this is a big deal. You know, this is a big deal. We've talked about at nauseum almost of like, will Nintendo introduce a new paid tier? Because twenty bucks a year is a hell of a value. Yes. Let's be real. You get your online play. You get a bunch of NES games, Super NES games that obviously run unbelievable prices as we reported on here with some of these bids reaching up like a million dollars and shit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and you know, obviously just getting even used version of these games, they're tough. They are tough, man. Like you could go try to find a used version of like link to the past on super Nintendo and it's gonna be a shit ton of cash. I mean, it's tough to get a hold of. So getting this for 20 bucks, playing it digitally, it's a phenomenal value. And when it came to all these games being, added, I know one thing someone's always wanted is like, where's a virtual console at? Well, my my take on that is their Nintendo's mindset is I mean hey you can go buy it on the Wii U it's there over there and that's why we've never gotten a virtual console is because it's on the Wii U so in their mind hey it's it's shoppable you can put get it over there and plus they're wanting to transition to like this uh, subscription service whatever but it opens the door for more because like we know Game Boy and Game Boy Color should be coming at some point and then what's next. GameCube, Game Boy Advance, is that what's next? Because and then just keep introducing the paid tiers. They didn't announce a price. They did specify, hey, we're gonna yeah. give you the price later, uh, later this year. Actually, in fact, I would anticipate probably next month we'll get a price on this. But I don't imagine it being like a huge price jump, like what ten bucks probably. I would guess ten bucks because they go any higher than that. I mean, I bet there are people that would buy it, but I feel like I would more than ten bucks. It seems a little extreme. Like I feel like ten bucks is gonna be the increase for this. I feel like ten bucks is gonna be the increase for like a Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, uh, Game Boy Color, whatever. But I feel like if we end up getting into a point where we introduce the GameCube and we introduce the Game Boy Advance, that's when I might be like a twenty dollar increase, for example. Because I mean, you think about it, we do two ten dollar increases, brings you up to forty bucks. Then you do that twenty, brings you up to a sixty, which is about the price I, of everything else. I feel else. like uh, if they do that, we're looking sort of how, how PlayStation has. They have their PlayStation now, yep. which has their old catalog, like PlayStation, the PS3 era games. And I feel like Nintendo may be leaning, swinging that same direction with all their old consoles putting on virtual. They definitely need to, man, because these games obviously are just becoming more and more difficult to get. Most notably, I mean, there's, I mean, all all games of, of old are difficult to get, but there, yeah. there are some other gen, uh, consoles and stuff that aren't nearly as difficult. It's fucking Nintendo is tough. 
And I don't mean to disrespect other consoles in their past, but Nintendo games are tough to get a hold of. I mean, I'm an avid GameCube fan. I'm an avid GameCube collector. Jesus, those games are tough to get. So that's why I'm going to hope and pray that sometime we will get GameCube because, you know, GameCube just passed its 20th anniversary. Mm -hmm. So in Nintendo's mind, they're probably thinking, oh, well, you know, probably getting kind of close for us to maybe start to put these games in a service like this. Or maybe I can finally play Path of Radiance and not spend $250 to buy the damn game for. I still want to play that. I mean, my thing is, I whenever I do traveling, I always, if I see a local game shop, I always go in. Yep. Because I always find tons of stuff. Like, one of our local game shops that, uh, around here, I found a original NES Final Fantasy cartridge. Pick that Ooh. sucker up. Pick that sucker up for thirty bucks. <laughs> oh, that's a deal. That's a deal. Yes, always go to your, like your local game stores. Hundred uh, percent. No matter, really, no matter what it is. I know Game Exchange can kind of be overpricey on some things, but yeah. still go in there because you can find some gems. 100%. And like uh, another one that's a local shop that we had, which is unfortunately closed now. I picked up an original copy of PlayStation's uh, Legend of the Dragoon. Ooh, shout out to that. Which a lot of people want to remake of that so bad. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I picked, ended up getting that for. The, the dude had literally just got it in when because I literally walked in and was like, you got any classic PlayStation games? And he went, well, I just got this Legend of Dragoon. I was like, how much? He was just like, let me look it up. He, <laughs> he looked up prices and went, I'll sell it to you for 40 I was like, done. <laughs> Easy. Got that in uh, original Chrono Trigger for uh, 60 bucks. So. Yeah, it's like it's like that time that I, I think I mentioned here on this podcast. There was the at a local game exchange for us. They got a tournament copy of Donkey Kong Country. Yep. Yeah, for the Super Nintendo. And and this game exchange literally begged this guy not to sell it to them. Like, yo, you can make so much more money selling this on eBay. But the guy's like, no, man, I really need the money like right this second. <laughs> so it's, I mean, yeah, always go to your local game stores. You never know what you can find. But I'm I'm with you when it comes to local game stores. Like for me personally, the first the first area I always go to immediately go to GameCube. Yeah. every time it never fails like all right let's go see what they have for gamecube let's see if they have any you know any gems and usually it's all the same bullshit like spider-man and cars and you know all the generic stuff yeah. but you always go there to try to find the, the nintendo ips like, all right, what do they have in the, oh they have this is they have the zelda collector's edition oh that's pretty i mean i already have it but it's like oh that's a good that's a good little find here for someone you know um so as we continue to move forward I'm going to hope that they bring in more paid tiers because I personally do see them bringing in a Nintendo GameCube paid tier because before the Wii U came out, unfortunately, the GameCube was their worst selling console of all time. Yeah. Unfortunately, because the GameCube, out of all eras of Nintendo, in my opinion, with where we are currently, I would say the Switch has probably now taken the crown as the top Nintendo console of, the, of their Nintendo IPs. Easily. GameCube is easily number two. In my mind, I will fight and die on this hill. GameCube is number two of all their generations. So, and Nintendo knows that because it's kind of the same thing where they know for the Wii U, they know they had good games, but no one played it because no one bought a Wii U. You had 13 million copy, 13 million units sold, which, you know, millions, still a lot. But then you look at the Switch, it sold like what? How many now? Like almost 300 million the last we reported. Yeah. So, you know, it, you know, Nintendo realizes, hey, yeah, GameCube's held in high regard. It's got a lot of great games. It only sold, like, I think GameCube only sold like 20 million units. 
which is again low. It's you know, extremely low. <laughs> yeah, it, it may be more than twenty million, but I know it was their lowest before the Wii U. So that's why I'm going to hope for this new, like another paid tier for GameCube games. Plus, it'll help me play some games that, like, let's say I can't get a hold of, like Path of Radiance. I would fucking love for that to be one of the first ones they added. Bless you, by the way. Um, but when it comes to this new paid tier with uh, N64 and the Sega Genesis, which you know, I don't really care about the Sega Genesis. That is what it is. I'll, I mean, I'll still dabble in probably some Sonic too because I love Sonic games. But this is like, as soon as this comes out, I'm getting it. Like, I mean, I'm assuming it'll probably be a 10 buck upgrade, but I'm getting this immediately because I want to play Mar- Paper Mario. I would like to play some Banjo-Kazooie. I'm always down for that one, even though I do prefer Tui. Uh, and probably, I'll probably hop in some Star Fox 64 and maybe some Kirby 64 too. Paper Mario will probably be the first one I'll play though. Yeah, I, if they, if they, unless it was the one that was being added later. I cannot remember the third game that was being added later. I think it might have been Paper Mario because that was Fuck. sort of one of the last ones they showed. Uh, yeah, it, it probably was. that. I also know I saw for Nintendo of Japan, Pokemon Snap was supposed to be on that list. So I think Pokemon, yeah, Pokemon S- Snap was in there too. Okay, yeah. So Pokemon Snap's being added. Shout out to that. Shout out to that. Good flashback there. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm pumped for this. I'm pumped for this. Like I said, I'm getting it pretty much immediately. Uh, are you going to pick this up pretty quickly so you can nope. go? Oh, okay. Well, never mind. And, you know, you don't want to play Yoshi story and go kill the Yoshis or go play Kirby 64. I mean, that's not a concern for me. I'll be tied down to back for blood. You know, okay, well, that's fair. So basically, this is something you can get later on. Yeah. Okay, I got you. That's I mean, fair. I'm going to be fair. messing with back for blood. And then probably by the time that comes out, I will more than likely be doing my first run through of Gen 4 and Brilliant Diamond. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. You got some other big games on the slate right now. And, uh, you know, and that that is a good point. I say I'm going to get this immediately, but realistically, I probably won't get it till January because January is when my Nintendo Switch Online runs up. You sure? You sure January? Yeah. When Pokemon Legends is going to come out? Well, I mean, yes, I'm sure because that's when my subscription is renewed anyway. You know what I mean? So just go ahead and upgrade it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just go ahead and upgrade it. I yeah. mean, uh, it's renewed in January. Yeah, I'm going to save money and get Legends. I mean, if it's like a ten buck upgrade, I'll be alright. But yeah, Legends is fucking gonna be super hype. Uh, but I mean, overall, uh, for the direct, I'd give it like probably like a B. I mean, it was it was a solid direct. It was a solid direct. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it showed off quite a bit. I mean, we got quite a well, a lot of announcements out of it. Some sort of wonky. Uh, yeah. Others <laughs> sort of nice, and other things just okay. We sort of knew, but thanks. Yeah. True. True. Uh, hey, when does Back for Blood come out again? October twelfth. Okay. Yeah, you're you're pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that when it comes out. Uh, I think John's buying a day one too, right? Yep. I already have it pre-ordered, so. Okay, I'm have to. We'll have to get John on the show for that week as well and get his thoughts on everything. Uh, and then I've got Dread coming out uh, in literally like what two weeks? Yeah, yeah, two. It's weeks. It's real soon. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, hey, I did put in my pre-order for Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Pokemon. Uh, uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl got those pre-orders in. I'm really looking forward to the Guardians of the Galaxy now because I'm seeing a lot more reports of. People who've gotten hands on it who are mm-hmm. been saying the combat feels actually very good. Yep, um, I'm pretty pumped for that game. I did pre-order the um, collector's edition. I I personally saw no reason not to because it was literally just ten dollars more. If I was going to spend seventy dollars on the base PS5 game, let me let me go ahead and spend eighty, get a steel book, get the original soundtrack, and everything. Yeah, sure. That's a that's a good deal in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it would have crossed the hundred mark, that's when I would have been a little iffy because I'm I'm very gun shy about special editions. I'm very gun shot. Every I, uh, most special editions I've ever bought has backfired in my face horribly. In fact, the last special edition I bought, um, I want to say, was probably Jump Force. That's unfortunate. I know. And and even before Jump Force, I had some misses on special editions. So once Jump Force happened, it's just like 
I've become very gun shy on special editions. But yeah, for ten bucks more, pick that up. Uh, I did also pick up the double pack for the Shining Pearl, whatever. So I get like the steel. I think it's like steel book. I get yeah. like a, I get like a special notebook for because I got mine at Target. Uh, I, I noticed that like each. Um, uh, each store had like their own like bonus. You get like one mm-hmm. had like a coin, one had a steel book. In Target's case, I get like a little notebook or whatever. But uh, got that double pack in. Got Guardians in. Super pumped to play Guardians. So that's at uh, October twenty fifth. I think. Yep. Yeah. See, my special editions thing is literally because of how far we're moving closer to the digital age. Yeah. Unfortunately, GameStop's more than likely gonna eventually close most. Of- just about all their stores. Yeah, GameStop's going to go under at some point. Yeah, which is unfortunate to say just because we've grown up with GameStop. GameStop's always been a great spot to go buy games. But because yep. of that, for my special editions, I always get them at a nice regular price. Because yep. I walk into a GameStop, grab a case, and they go, all right, got to pull some stuff out. And hand me a bunch of crap. I'm just like, what I buy? <laughs> right, right. I don't know how many times I've had that happen to me, especially with PlayStation games. I'll, I'll just grab the case off the shelf i bring it up and I'm like okay and then when i'm turning around and looking at stuff i turn back around there's a cd there's a statue there's a booklet there's a steel casing i guess look at the guy I was like what are you doing to me about yeah yeah uh, i will say in terms of gamestop closing uh i do know someone who actually uh worked at gamestop as like an upper management not not a store manager i'm talking upper management yeah. at gamestop and uh, he left GameStop because he very much saw the writing on the walls that they were probably not going to last much longer. Yeah. Uh, not, uh, no, I'm just going to name who or how I know them or anything, but I do, but I legitimately do know someone uh, that was like upper management at GameStop. And they said they just know the writing. They saw the writing on the walls and they got the fuck out because they didn't want to be jobless. Yeah. So yeah, that is, that is so unfortunate, dude. Cause I mean, like around the area that we live, like uh, we already lost one really cool game store, overpriced, but cool store. Yeah. Being hasty. Uh, Hastings was in like Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas. I think one other state, whatever. Uh, super cool store, man. They did had movies, books, games, everything. It was a cool place to go and buy some shit, even though they were overpriced. Let's be real. Um, but we lost that. GameStop's potentially on its way out. I mean, we are moving to that digital age. And then you look at like uh, I, Best Buy is a great example. And when it comes to like you know how much we've declined in the gaming, you know, physical gaming industry, because yeah. Best Buy used to have like massive gaming yeah, departments, and used- now it's small. It used to have just big old displays of it and everything. Yeah, and now it's just a small little area. And that's unfortunate, man. I I hope we don't permanently lose game stores, but I do feel like it's coming. I feel like, yeah, unfortunately, it is going to be a thing that's going to be of the past. I, and maybe they last another decade. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, when it comes to this and stores closing, I don't think every store is going to close unless this company literally goes bankrupt because they're still going to have online sales. I mean, yeah. that's that, that's going to be fine. But a majority of stores, like, if, if it's – they're going to be, I feel like, a lot more strict on that chopping block where it's like if you're not at this number, you're gone, period. We're not going to waste money on a, on a building that's just not going to stay open. They're going yeah. to continue to invest in, like, the ones that actually make cash. Because I know one that's not too far away from us um, – is uh is we have we have a massive GameStop near us about forty minutes away. Super cool GameStop, and it it's always racking in cash. So that's one that would constantly remain. But like the one local to us, like that's five minutes away. Yeah, that one could get on the chopping block at some that point. One's probably pretty rough. Yeah, so I mean that's just the unfortunate age that we're in, but it is what it is. But uh, I think we've talked long enough on this, um, so I think we're ready to go ahead and get out of here. Not a bad episode. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed shooting shit. Uh, Zach, you got any last thoughts before we get out of here? 
Uh, all I really got to say is like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you are watching on this YouTube and you like what's going on, you can hit the subscribe button. If you really like what's going on, you can then hit the bell and I'll let you know anytime we post any video clip or anything that just goes up that we might think is interesting. I don't know. And you can do that at youtube.com slash sparky3. Well, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope you guys had a good time hanging out with us. If you didn't, well, I'm sorry. We'll do better next time, I guess. We'll try. We'll try harder. Um, I, I got nothing else. Do everything that he said and more. Uh, see you next time, guys. Have a good one. Bye.